Welcome to episode 15. Today is a special day. Uh, this is the first episode shot in the brand new studio. Thank you to everyone who's been listening to my podcast and has been supporting me along my journey. Uh, shout out to all 14 athletes who've been on my podcast already, who has been brave enough to give their perspective on mental health and share their journey. Um, my main goal for my podcast is to give back to the youth and uh, to spread mental health awareness. You know, as athletes, we have a big commitment during the season. Um, and sometimes it gets overshadowed by, you know, you know, off the court or off the field issues with relationships, uh, uh, problems with your coaches, uh, problems with your teachers. And sometimes that can correlate to your performance on the court, on the field or whatever sport you play. And, uh, you know, my main purpose for this podcast, I'm not in, in it for money. I didn't start this podcast for money. I start. I didn't start this podcast for clout. Um, I don't clout chase. I dance to the beat of my own drums. Nobody's gonna tell me how to how to live my life. I'm gonna live my life to the best of my ability until it's my time to go. And uh, and all athletes should do the same. And um, you know, mental health is a big thing in our community. It's not talked about enough. Um, some athletes maybe. You know, I played basketball my whole life. You know, at Wittenberg University. Um, and there were nights where, man, I didn't sleep. There were nights where, you know, I had to get up in the morning or get up in the morning, you know, study for, you know, my academics, you know, uh, coming from high school and going to a private uh, liberal arts college. Uh, it was hard for me in the beginning. Um, not playing the best of my ability when I got into college and I felt socially divided. Um, I felt like I didn't fit in. I didn't know who I was. Uh, coming into college, it was a culture change. It, it, it was a lot. And, uh, and that really uh, creeped in on me. Self-doubt started to creep in on me. Uh, my mental health was not good. Um, but to all the athletes out there, you can always find a way to, um, to break that barrel and, and get over the hump. And I was able to do that at Winburg by finishing at, uh, on time during my four years and then able to pursue, you know, my academics uh, somewhere else. You know, someone, you know, someone can be smiling one day and um, the next day they can be gone, you know. And um, there's been, within the past five months, there's been five uh, athletes who have committed suicide. And it's not talked about enough. No media outlets is talking about it. And the problem with that is, uh, it's it's like recyclable. It's like someone's going through something and then they end up committing suicide an athlete or someone else and then we talk about it and then we just brush it under the rug and then we wait for somebody else who's next to commit suicide and i feel like we gotta start building a platform to, to a gateway for these athletes to come out and be comfortable enough to speak on their mental health problems and the uh, challenges that they're facing because everybody's going to go through a certain challenge in life. It's, it's all about finding a way to overcome that challenge. And that's the beauty of life is overcoming challenges. People who doubted you and you proved them wrong. Just like my third grade teacher who said I couldn't, I wouldn't amount to shit. And I was able to graduate and get my master's degree in sports management. You know, me reading at a third grade level uh, and in eighth grade and not being able to comprehend my reading. And me having the confidence to, you know, graduate from a private school on time, being eligible throughout my whole four years, and then getting my master's degree, 
you know, the sky is the limit. There's no limit. There's no peak to where you can take it. Uh, everybody, everybody talks about um, their potential and like, you know, their peak. And I want to reach my peak. I want to reach my potential. There's no, I don't, I don't, I don't really believe in potential. There's no potential. There's the sky's the limit. As soon as you overcome something and accomplish something, there's always the next step, and then a, a next step, and then there's a next step. You can get greater and greater and greater and greater and greater until you stop breathing. And uh, I think that's just one of the biggest challenges, you know, that athletes face. You know, we go through a lot, you know, especially trying to perform on a high level with anxiety, um, sometimes going through depression. Uh, not all athletes come from the same background. There's some athletes who um, have two parents in the household. There's other athletes that maybe have one parent in the household, whether that's their father or their mother. Um, so that's why we got to be careful who we speak to and treat everybody with respect and kindness because you all know what that person is going through. Um, I was blessed enough to have two parents in the household, but the majority of the black community, they, they don't have no father figure in a house and that and, and it's hard for them to hard for them to gain accountability and sustainability as far as uh when they face a challenge or when they uh you know when depression creeps in they don't have nobody to lean to they don't have no support system and i feel like counseling sometimes don't even help there's, there's athletes you know god rest her soul there, there's an athlete uh that just passed away and she was receiving counseling for for months they're, they're, sometimes counseling doesn't help because sometimes these athletes that their voice is not heard enough and this is the reason why i started my podcast because i want people to come on and share their mental health struggles and and sometimes athletes hold it in you know that ego gets in the way my ego gets in the way a lot and I, i'm still working on that i'm still working on patience um consistency you know but Sometimes that gets in the way and you don't want to express your feelings because it's labeled as soft or 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 whatever the case may be. But the more you talk about it, um, I think the more you're going to feel more comfortable in how to deal with it and then move on. And then you reach a certain level that, you know, those issues will be this small or it'd be or, or it'd be gone. So the more you talk about it, the more you speak up and be an advocate for yourself, uh, then I think the better off, you know, athletes will be. Um, you know, everyone has fought through a little adversity, like I said, in the past few years, you know, COVID was hit. Um, when I was at Wittenberg, when COVID hit the first time, um, uh, I was a senior and we were 26 and two, uh, in the sweet 16, uh, about to play Mount Union and, the NCA, they you know they told us like it's over with, like Division three. So Wittenberg is is a Division three institution. So Division three is not on the same timeline as Division two or or Division one. Um, so when Division one when, when uh, their season got canceled, they were in the conference tournament. It still sucks. Don't get me wrong. Like it still sucks, especially the whole 2020 class. Like my basketball career career ended with no closure. So you know I was going through it mentally, uh, but. Um, so the NCAA told us, you know, our season's over. And we were already in the Sweet 16, though. I mean, uh, we had a great – we felt like that was our best opportunity to to win a national championship that year. And I felt like we would have respectfully. Um, but for us to not have any closure, uh, that really took a toll on me mentally. And then the, all the uh, 
all the other seniors in my class, Jake Burnhamus, uh, shout out to Jake Burnhamus, Tanner Cowgill, uh, Connor Slapple, and Jordan Promoy. We, um, the best class ever to come through Wittenberg, by the way, but we, um, we didn't have any closure. And then as soon as COVID, as soon as COVID hit, we was forced to leave our dorms and, and go back home. And that's when I really went through it because I was drinking more than I ever had when COVID first started because I didn't know how to deal with the pain. And I didn't know what the next move was during my life. Like, I was looking up at the ceiling, like, I don't know where my life about to go. And that's what my podcast is for, is for that athlete who, who, you know, it's a summer evening. They don't got no plans. They don't got no money to go out. They don't got no friends. And they just looking up at the ceiling, just wondering, who am I? And that's what my podcast is about. And um, after Wittenberg, uh, I was able to apply for grad school um, and then go to Lynn University, end up moving down to Florida, uh, living there for the, for the most of uh, 2021. Um, and then I wanted to move down there because I wanted to gain the experience of being away from Ohio, uh, you know, miles and miles and miles away from Ohio. And uh, to gain that experience and, and gain connections, build relationships, and I was able to take in-person classes even when COVID was still kind of, you know, kind of iffy with like the guidelines and the protocols and stuff, I was still able to take classes, in-person classes. So I had three classes. And um, when I was living down there also, I was able to be a basketball trainer and uh, at a country club called the Oaks of Boca Raton. So I was living in Boca Raton, Florida, which is about 40 minutes from Miami. And I was able to impact those kids' lives right away. Um, but the moral of the story is, I, there was sometimes there was. I remember it, it was February, and there was two weeks where I I was low on funds. Like I I, I had no transportation to work. Uh, this is this is no cap. I had no no transportation to work. Um, I didn't have enough money to Uber to work. The my work uh, the country club was twenty minutes away. So what I did was I um. I woke up at three in the morning, walked eight miles to work, trained the kids from, let's see, so I woke up at 3 a.m., headed out the house around 3.30, uh, walked eight miles because I had no money to Uber or nothing like that, or in the bus, you can catch a bus in Florida, but the first bus was at 6 a.m., so I was going to be late for my first client, so I didn't want to be late. I didn't want to be a minute late. I could have done that, but I didn't want to be a minute late. Because uh, they're looking up to me. So if, I, if I'm late, you know, then what was that telling them? You know, what, what, am I, what am I telling them that I'm late? You know, I'm supposed to be, your parents is dependent on me to, to train you and uh, give you knowledge and wisdom, not just about basketball, but just about life in general. It's more than just basketball. So I got up at three, walked, got there around six o'clock, took me a three-hour walk, um, trained the kids from 6.30 a.m. all the way to 5 p.m. Uh, then I just, you know, I get in the sauna or not in the sauna, in the pool, let my body relax, let, let my, let my mind and my soul and my spirit decompress. And then I will put on my tennis shoes, walk back to the crib eight miles again. And I didn't get to the crib till like 10 PM. And I had to wake up at 3 AM and do it all over again. So I used to walk 16 miles each day, uh, for two weeks and, 
Like I said, I was low on funds, man. It was really rough. Like, my mental health was bad. I mean, people always used to say, like, Mario, bro, you living in Florida, man. You living a dream. I was living a dream, but in a different way. I was living a dream because I was building my character and becoming a real man. Because, like I said, I was low on funds, and there would be times where I just ate black beans and, and drank water. That was my meal for the whole day, for two weeks. I remember, like, it was yesterday. It was, it was bad. But... The reason why I was able to get through it is because I always thought about my grandmother because she had 10 kids and she raised them by herself and nine of them are still living. So if she can raise 10 kids by herself, you know what I'm saying? Then I, I, have no, I have no excuse. I have no excuse to get my ass up in the morning and walk eight miles and then walk eight miles back to the crib. So ending this episode, when you get up in the morning and brush your teeth and you look in the mirror who do you see in the mirror you know sometimes I, I didn't know who I saw in the mirror you know it's you versus you Kobe Bryant once said if you gotta look if you if you look yourself in the mirror and and you gotta tell yourself that you're a failure that's almost worse than death I can't I can't be that person so I'm the man in the mirror thank you